there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Well, we had our own version of El Clasico last night. Classic performance by Scotland. How good was that 2-0 against Spain at Hamden? We're now top of Group A. Six points from two games. It couldn't get any better, could it? A double from Scott McTominay. Where you there? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. You can speak to the former Scotland captain, the legend, Barry Ferguson. Former Celtic in Scotland star, Andy Walker. Andy, you were there last night. Just how good was that? That's the best I've seen Scotland since, what, 2007 when we beat France home and away. It was just a fantastic atmosphere. I don't think we had any sort of failure on the night. Everyone performed so well and uh, we thoroughly deserved it. Barry, you said last week at the start of the campaign, we will win against Cyprus and we could get at least a draw against Spain. You weren't far wrong. Yeah, it was a, a brilliant performance from Angus Gunn right through to Lyndon Dykes the guys who come off the bench um, everybody 10 out of 10 um, I thought the way that Steve Clark set up was uh, was perfect look we knew Spain was going to have a fair bit of possession but when we had possession we made it count um, so yep unbelievable um, couple of games 6 points top of the league now hopefully the guys go away and perform for the the league teams and, and come back fit and ready to go in June against Norway and Georgia. There's a tightness, a unity, like a yeah. club team there, isn't there? Yeah, you can see that. You can see it's not just good quality players, Paul. There's a, a real togetherness. You can see the work and um, their backsides off for each other. And that clearly comes down to the manager. He's created that sort of atmosphere, so he needs a massive pat in the back. But the guys have got to go out and and do what they're asked and, and certainly last night it was um, yeah I agree with Andy it's got to be up there with one of the best I've seen they're number 10 in the world we know they're not maybe the team they were well when they won the World Cup what in 2010 Andy but what about the atmosphere take us into it last night what was it like the atmosphere was a bit special I think everyone I, I thought it was quite flat it's Saturday against Cyprus and I didn't really get that level of expectation obviously with uh, Spain uh, having been the world champions, having been so far in so many major tournaments in recent years, it was always going to be a tough one for us. But we were at home and we've got good players. We have to keep reminding ourselves we have got really good players with Champions League experience, experience um, in the Premier League in England, playing with big clubs. They're used to pressure occasions. So, you know, we, I always believed we had a chance and I just thought it was a... Tremendous team performance, really great. And Barry, you're the baby in here tonight because uh, Andy was there at Hamden, what, nearly 40 years ago when King Kenny yeah. uh, scored the winner against Spain. Andy, well, how, how did it compare last night with, with that memorable game? Well, I think there was, what, 75, maybe 80,000 <laughs> yeah. at that game. It was all the terracing. I remember being over in the North Stand and Mo Johnson got a couple of goals, but Kenny's goal just capped it all off and that was uh, typical of uh, Kenny Douglas a bit. 
something a yeah. bit special. And um, yeah, that was the year I signed for. That was the year I signed for Motherwell. So I was hoping that I might be able to get on that pitch uh, from time to time. And uh, did it a few months later with Motherwell in a semi-final, and uh, it was always just a fabulous surface. Barry, you were nearly joining the school team by then, weren't you? Probably. Yeah, 1984. I, I, I was in primary one. In Bells Hill. Yep. Yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton, yeah. was it at that time? Yep. Right, Barry's here. So too <laughs> is Andy. The nation is buzzing today, isn't it? Great. Cheered everyone up. I mean, yeah. it gives you such a lift. Yep. And can you imagine Germany in what, 20... Yeah, uh, 20... <laughs> next year? Next year, and the, all the Scotland fans there. Yeah. It would just be fantastic that... It would be a much better tournament with Scotland in it. Okay, well, that's it. It's got to happen, surely. But the manager's not getting carried away, nor is Stephen Reside, who's on the line, but maybe he is. Hi, Stephen. Hi, guys. Oh, Stephen, that's a terrible line that we're on. Come on. Can you hear that better? Got you now. Much better. How are you, Stephen? You were there last night. Oh, unbelievable. What about that, eh? (laughs) Unbelievable. I'm going to ring up some results here. Okay. And they're no good ones. Okay. The draw at home to Lithuania. Scraped my win against Liechtenstein. Paddy Kane's equaliser. Cheating ref against Italy. Poland at home. Kazakhstan away. All times that I've felt gutted with Scotland. Mm-hmm. And you keep going back for nights like last night. Mm-hmm. That's why you keep going. You know what I mean? Um, I, I've seen... Barry's been involved in teams that I've seen in games against big sides, but... I just got a different feeling with this team. I feel like this is a sign of things to come. Almost. I don't know what the guys sure. think about that. Barry. I'm overreacting. Probably a wee bit, but that was good. We enjoyed that litany what of disaster. Exactly. What a, yeah. what a result it was. Yeah. Uh, as you said, listen, we all know Spain are not the force they were 10 or so years ago, but they're still a top team. They've still got some top players. And we thoroughly deserve that. I, I don't care what anybody says. Listen, we made it into a scrap at times. We defended. I, I thought we defended our box brilliantly. Um, and, and you look um, through the, the team it started, you look on the bench, that Scotland squad's as strong as I've seen it in a long, long time. And as Andy pointed out, there's guys with Champions League experience. There's guys that are playing in the, the top league mm. in the world. Um, so we have got some top players in this team and this group of players are just going to grow uh, together and there's a few young ones coming through Hickey again last night outstanding you've got Nathan Patterson pushing him you've got my, my nephew coming on Lewis um, so there is young ones pushing the ones that are ready in the, in the starting 11 so yep I'm um, I'm going to get carried away mm. you, you, so you should yeah. um, look Saturday wasn't the best performance but the main thing is they got the three points and the win but I thought last night I thought the performance was spot on I thought Stevie Clark got the tactics Bang on the but button. The other thing is, it was a great result in Georgia. Of course, for, for them yeah. to draw yeah. the one one thing is a yeah. is a boost to us. We now go and play both of those sides in June, and we cannot fear anyone home or away. I know Georgia has always been so tricky for us. We always tend to stumble there or drop points, but um, maybe this is a time that we'll get it right. Next up for us then, so we're away, we're in Oslo, aren't we? Uh, against Norway. And you mentioned that 1-1 yesterday. Haaland will be back by then. but uh, And then we've got Georgia here at Hamden. But do you think Stephen Reside was over the top there? Or would you agree with him? We've got so many sob stories over the years. 
yeah, I think they they are always fresh in the memory with Scotland because you you build yeah. yourself up every campaign, and you know we've been we've been let down. But I think this time it's going to be different. I think we're going to qualify, and uh, I think we've just got such a we've got a strong eleven, and we've also got a really strong bench. So anyone that might come up with a, an injury, a suspension. I think we've got a bit of quality to to take their place. And look at the ratings, uh, Stephen. Everyone, you know, Angus Gunn, they gave him eight. He didn't have that much to do. Uh, Hickey, eight. Porteous, nine. Hanley, nine. Tierney, nine. Robertson, eight. Callum McGregor, eight. McTominay, nine. McGinn, eight, along with Christie and Dykes. You know, all top scores. Stephen, what are you thinking for Germany? How do we maintain, you know, the momentum without getting carried away? Just about taking it one game at a time, and I know it's so cliche, yeah. but we've shown last night what we're capable of. And all right, we've got we've got the worry of Erling Haaland who was put on this earth to score goals, <laughs> it seems, um, in June. But if there's any manager that can set up a team to combat that, I said that a couple of days ago. He's sitting in the Scotland dugout, and I said to I said to you as well that that the Cyprus game. It was a shot in the arm for the that was going to be the foot off the backside and be the catalyst for the good performance last night in the was. This, this is what the manager said afterwards. We don't qualify with six points, so we've got a long way to go. Was, was pleasing, obviously, good performance, two good performances over the nine days that we've been together. Uh, good preparation. It was important to capitalise on the two home games uh, as much as we could, and we've managed to do that with maximum points. But all the credit goes to the players, I think you see tonight. 16 players on the pitch, not one let us down. Seven players on the stand, just everybody as happy as everyone else. So we, we have a good group. We're, we're working hard to get better and better. I think tonight was a chance to put our mark in the group. We want to be competitive against the top team, and that's what we did tonight. Stephen, what else were you going to say there? Uh, I, I'm kind of a lost track. I was saying that <laughs> yeah. um, that, uh, that was a catalyst. The Cyprus performance was yeah. sort of the backside for the performance last night. And yeah. I've, got, I've, got, I've got a bit of confidence in this thing going into the rest of the campaign. And, and I'm trying to stop myself from booking my plate to Germany <laughs> the new because as you said, you're not going to qualify with six points. But Hamden's a fortress again. And we can set up a team to get points away. I don't feel anybody. You, you can, you can. One thing I can sense as well, there's a real connection between the players and the the, the supporters now. Um, I was listening to Andy Robertson doing an interview, and, and he was saying three or four years ago he was turning up, and there was, I, I says earlier on the week, twenty five thousand. He was yep. saying fifteen thousand, yeah, twenty thousand. So sell out last night. It looked if it was absolute bounce, and Andy was there, and that's what you want because you, you want to create a an atmosphere that that players, even the Spanish players who are high caliber. Mm. Um, professionals struggle in that sort of environment um, but in terms of Germany I'm more than confident I, I like the way Steve Clark goes about his business he's obviously delighted with it but listen the focus now goes on on June and they need, need to make sure um, they come away with at least four points but I think they'll come away with six points just with the just with the way this group are performing and as I said the big thing for me is a real connection between them all. You got the number for Lufthansa flights because Stephen wants to book it or EasyJet, whatever. Barry, are we going to Germany next summer? Yeah, I think I'm more than confident we'll, we'll qualify. I'm confident as well. And they, honestly, the Tartan Army will love it. To get, you, yeah. You'll know as well, Paul. Mm. To, to get around Germany is just an absolute joy. Wunderbar. 
<laughs> so so uh, the stadiums uh, are brilliant and uh, it will be a fabulous tournament. I was there in 2006 um, to watch Big Oz. He was with Australia. Of course, And yeah. a few yeah. went over yeah. there uh, in Munich and had a, mm. a brilliant four or Festival. five days. Mm. Yeah. And you just, Andy's right, imagine the Tartan Army going across to Germany. Is it a beer festival? <laughs> no, no Germany, no party. Yeah, exactly. It will be amazing, Stephen. So it's hard. Why shouldn't we get carried away? I see that Roger's not too happy. It's hilarious, isn't it? The Man City star saying Scotland uh, rubbish football. It's the way they play. In the end, for me, it's a bit rubbish because they're always wasting time. Not that the Spanish would ever but do I, that. I look at the two goals. I know yeah. Porro make slips, yeah. but Andy Robertson puts him under pressure, and he, he cuts back a great ball. And then you need to look at Kieran Tierney's run for the goal um, unbelievable run yep the, the Spanish guy makes a, a mess of the clearance but yeah. what a finish for McTominay and his left peg that I mean Andy will tell you as a striker it's one of the, the hardest things to do in in the game and he's, he's kept it low and hard and the keeper's no chance Wouldn't it, you'd never have thought it two games and McTominay comes up with yeah. a double in each game sure. fantastic yeah. just to take a bit of pressure off Che Adams Lyndon Dykes because we don't have that that number nine, that out-and-out uh, -out striker that scores pretty much every time that we play. So we, we, we need to uh, spread the goals around. And great to see McTominay getting on the end of things. Yeah. And Stephen, were you worried early on when you saw Pedro Porro? Remember he went down with Andy Robertson. I see Andy was uh, booked for it, but he was at it. Yeah, there, there was quite a lot in the market. And there's a full, letter, uh, full word phrase that we use here in Scotland that I can't hear repeat on radio but yep. it's something along the way yep. to take that yep. and, and that, that, that would be my sure. message to them yeah. I mean you've got to be physical we can't go into a game against Spain and allow them to play yep. if they allow them to play it passes off the bat yep. we, we had to go with that game plan last night mm -hmm. get in their faces and it worked and that's why you get the reaction for the likes of Robbie after the game because he knows he was in the game mm -hmm. Stephen, you were there. Is there one? I don't want. In fact, I don't want to uh, signal. Mention a couple of the players, though. Who are the ones that you actually thought that they were amazing last night? I know you could mention what sixteen players that were on. Everybody's talking about McTominay, and that's the obvious one. But there's two that I want to mention. Yeah. One of them's Callum McGregor. Thought mm. he was outstanding. Um, and Ryan Porteous with a he of his granny last night, so <laughs> he was fantastic as well. All of that scene. <laughs> You know, he's he's had three caps and he's not lost a goal yet. I mean, against <laughs> I Ukraine, yeah. Cyprus and Spain. Mm -hmm. Spain of all countries and he's still not lost a goal. And I think he'll he'll do really well at international level. I think he'll do really well down in the the championship uh, for Watford. It's a big physical league. He loves to defend, loves to, loves to throw his body in the way of things. His passing, I think, is really good. He, he, can, he can make a, a pass out of defence. So... Uh, I can see him going on to bigger and better things. Yeah, he, he's impressed me. Um, I watched his interview after the game and again, it looks to me if he's maturing. Even that short period of time, he's been down down south. I've watched a few Watford games and he's been a standout for them and I thought last night he was a man mountain at the back. To be clear, we love grannies here on the Go Radio Football Show. <laughs> Stephen is joking there. But about in terms it, of Callum McGregor, are you surprised? He, he does it. He's so consistent. We've spoke about Callum McGregor. Yeah. He's so con he's, he's consistently a seven or an eight out of ten every single the week. Thing, the thing that really impressed me about him last night was late on when we were under a bit of pressure, we had everyone back, and then there was a break down the right hand side. And he got away from about yeah. two challenges that could easily have brought him down. 
and he kept going, he kept going, and then still had the the quality to play the pass into Shanklin's feet, and it, it was almost sure. a, a third goal. Sixty yard run brilliant. after what ninety odd Fantastic. minutes. Stephen, brilliant. I think you should get on to whichever airline get ready for Germany summer of next year it's not that far away listen what a month it's been for you Stephen thank you we asked you to come on tonight because you've been on uh, on the way to Cyprus well the game at Hamden the game last night and what a month for you because Motherwell is well doing well February, March so bring on April yeah and a big game for the Saturday hopefully we can get a result in Edinburgh but no guys bring on and I'll see you later Thanks Good man, very Stephen, much. all the best. Stephen Rousseau joins us there, of course, Hibs against Motherwell. Barry, you know what the question's going to be as well. Ryan Porteous, why is he playing in the Championship? Why was he not picked up well, here? Paul, if he continues that sort of form, I don't think he'll be at Watford much longer. Mm. Um, Depends if they get up. I mean, I know they're yeah. not in the first two places, mm -hmm. but you might fancy them for a, for a playoff place. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So many, so much to talk about, isn't there? Just and the other thing as well, team. sorry, yeah. just on no, the, no, to finish go. on the Ryan Porteous, yes. I think he did say when he was leaving, I'm, I'm glad to be starting afresh in England. Okay. So it was maybe, maybe he wanted, he, he was, he was a pantomime villain sometimes, wasn't he? Yeah. So I think he maybe he's, aye, his ability he was always there, but his ability he? was great. And yeah. I, I know that he had a couple of, uh, you know, um, mistakes in his game. But I think he's maybe done the right thing, getting out of Scotland, concentrating your football and see how far you can go. No, he wasn't really, was he? <laughs> Pantomime villain. No. Right, oh, OK. Yeah, sorry, oh, Andy, you were thinking... No, it's You're in one of them moods again. It's because he, he did me last week. I said, Partick against the Inverness. Who's going, who's, You've told everybody. I know, who's going to win? He goes, <laughs> Thistle. Told. I know. He says on Monday, Friday, Monday, he wasn't happy with I'll that. I'll do it on Friday as well. Yeah, uh, Peter Grant was brilliant last night on the show. Was he? Uh, yeah. Big Oz tomorrow. Still like be. him. Yeah. <laughs> Quick break and then we're back. More calls coming in or join the conversation. Scotland, two games, six points. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Chris kept us up to date last night as the crowd, 52,000 got to Hamden for the game and Stephen McGinn, our own, the Falkirk captain, brother of John, was with us until, he was here till two minutes to seven and he was hot-footed it, can you hot-foot it? Yep, yes. to Hamden Park and he got there in 30 minutes and my goodness Barry he must have been proud to see his brother again playing such a huge part in it that early goal against Cyprus set off the weekend yeah that, that midfield area uh, the Scotland team is, is so strong um, you see the, the, the three that started um, last night in the middle of the pitch McGregor McTominay um, and McGinn Ryan Jack left out you've got Billy Gilmer you've got Lewis Ferguson um, I probably missed out one or two other players but um are so strong in the middle of the pitch, but John McGinn has been um, an un unbelievable player for, for Scotland. I always says when he was Habs, I always thought he's a good player, mm -hmm. but then he's obviously went down to England, um, played in the Championship with Aston Villa, got promoted, and he's, he's turned out to be a, a top midfielder. And he's, he's only one, worth about 50 million. Yeah, I know. He's one <laughs> of the first names in yeah. the team sheet, there's mm -hmm. no doubt about it. He's um, And his goal scoring record, what's that, 16 goals now? Yeah. He's got for the middle of the park. That's some going. He's chasing Ali now already, isn't he? And Kenny Love. Miller. And of course, he's not a striker. You know, he's not an out-and-out -out striker. I, I think, I don't know what, what Andy thinks. I, I like him off the leash where he's just, he can make the late runs into the box. He can get in people's faces. I know he's played a few times with Aston Valor, the holding midfielder, uh, midfielder role, which he does pretty well. But I prefer him, uh, prefer him further up, uh, up the pitch where he can do more damage. Yeah, I'm the same. Get him further forward. He, he he links up well with the main striker. 
Uh, he's got such a great work rate. He's got such a great use of his body. That backside of his, just holding people off and and playing a, a short pass or, or having a pop at goal. He's uh, absolutely no doubt he'll go on and score uh, a lot more for Scotland. And I think Unai Emery has released him a bit, hasn't he? In the last couple of months, mm. he's allowing him to play a bit for, for Yeah, the I forward. remember Stephen yeah. saying he was yeah. happy playing under him and getting just a different... You know, feel for a, you know a foreign manager and the way he likes to set his team up and how he involves John in that. You'd, I think you'd like to see him score a few, a few more goals for Villa. He's gonna, he's gone a lot of games without scoring there. Sure. What about Kieran Tierney last night, Barry? I know. Well, well over to you. I mean, it's the part he well, played. You know what I think of Kieran I know, Tierney. Yeah. You know, I think he's far too good to be sitting on the bench. Now, I, I don't care if Arsenal are sitting top of the league. I think he's, he's more than good enough to be in that team. And for me. I think for what's getting bandied about transfer fee wise 30 million quid I think it's an absolute snip and you've seen the quality I mentioned it earlier on for that third goal there's another 60 yard run you think the, the boy's actually coming across to take it and he just ups it a gear um, and gets past him and yep that lefty a three um, he can play he can play the full back wing back um, he's just a He's just an exceptional um, football player, and he's a he's a tough character as well. You can you can see that. And athlete, Andy. Uh, you know, as Barry mentioned, that run, yeah, with the fullback there, who was no slouch, it was phenomenal. The, the pace, uh, the power. Yeah, I've always thought he's looked comfortable at Champions League level. Mm. So that was with Celtic. He's looked comfortable there. Uh, I've no doubt if he moves away from Arsenal. If he does go to Newcastle, and that seems to be all the, the stories, the, the club that gets linked with them, you know, if they're in Europe, if they manage to get into the Champions League, if it's if it's around the fee that Barry's talking about, I, I, absolutely, it's a snip. Let's hear a bit more from the manager about last night's performance. And remember, up against Spain. I wasn't disappointed with Spain. I think they, I think they tried to play the way they normally play. We have to credit our team because... We had an idea what to expect from the game. We closed the spaces well out of possession and I thought we capitalised on when we had the ball very well. And we knew we knew we'd have to do that. It wasn't an easy game. I've spoken to a lot of the players in there and they're very tired mentally and physically because they have, you have to think a lot against Spain because the movement is good. The way they play is, is very clever. I think tonight was just our night, so we... We look forward to the rematch in October. When you look at the stats, Barry, it's what you said. We won't have as much possession. Yep, but we when won. we did get the possession, I thought we looked dangerous. Oh, and that's the difference. When you play against a possession-based team like Spain, they're going to have 60, 65, 70% of the ball. We were only going to have a small percentage, but when you get that ball, it's all about keeping it and doing a bit of damage and that's what um, that's certainly what Scotland done last night lots of messages coming in you can join us on the socials at Go Football Show or you can speak to Andy Walker or Barry Ferguson 0808 08 17 17 700 Callum McGregor what a game he had as everyone said we spoke to him afterwards it's great to come here and, and for us to beat them at home you know pretty comfortably in the end was was something really special you know the way that we played the way we managed the game properly and the quality that we showed on the counter attack as well so you know overall a brilliant night Callum McGregor what else can you say you know Barry said a few moments ago what he thought of his performance what would you say Andy I'd say he's grown into one of the players that Stevie Clark is relying on for, mm. for a really good performance against the top teams uh, we'll go up against uh, you know a dangerous team next time round in, in Norway Callum McGregor all being well being fit 
he's got to be one of the most important players that are playing for Scotland at the moment the fact that he's got all that experience and you know that he can play every minute of every game and we've already highlighted the fact that he was he was so strong late in the game he, he seemed to move into another gear just to float away from those uh, lunging tackles and set up that chance for Shankland he was absolutely terrific the fans yeah was special last night here's the manager yeah it was good watched it for a couple of minutes and then went into the dressing room to have a to have a glass of water because my voice was going it's great for the fans when you get that kind of atmosphere obviously on the back of a big result even even into the injury time you could feel the atmosphere building so it's, it's good for the fans I'm sure they've all gone home happy and that's what we try to do every time we, we take to the pitch and he was asked afterwards was this his uh, biggest win does he feel uh, in all his time in charge I haven't really had time to think about it to be honest still still digesting what happened on the pitch I'll go away I'll have a couple of quiet days and and then and then decide which my best one is I'll probably put it in my book at the, the end of my career so you won't, you won't be getting that one off me He's not given nothing too much away at the moment, Barry. What about Stevie Clark then? He's kind of an assuming guy, isn't he? People don't really know him that well, and maybe we never will. Yeah, but people who have played under him and been coached by him um, speak so highly of him. Um, everybody I've, I've spoke to, um, and you can see the difference. Look, you, you just need to look at the growth in, in this team over the period of time that he's been in charge. Um, and as I said, Paul, I actually enjoy watching Scotland now as before I, I'm sure people will um, agree with me I found it difficult at times um, but certainly he's got a, a top group of players there they play a certain way they're tough to beat and there's real good quality um, passages they play you, you see during the, during the game so absolutely delighted that he signed a new contract and I'm sure the Scotland fans will be delighted as well and the players. And the SFA take a lot of stick, Andy. Often they deserve it, but to sign up the manager just before this campaign was uh, was, was the right thing to do. It, it was the right thing to do and you're also dead right to say a lot of the times they deserve it because they do. But uh, this was a good move. This is a manager that uh, knows his way around uh, big football games, getting results with... At Kilmarnock, very modest resources to finish third. Absolutely terrific for Kilmarnock at that time. I've spoken to Barry's pal Boydie, Chris Boyd. He speaks so highly of Stevie Clark and what he did down there. Um, Greg Taylor, who was a Kilmarnock player, maybe pushed him on to, to become a Celtic player, to become an international player. I think he brought it was him that brought him into the international fold. So um, he knows what he's doing and he's got great experience and that'll, I think that'll take us to to the next tournament Is this the start of a, a new era or, or did it start really I suppose when we qualified for 2020 just two years ago do you think we're now into yeah. a new era is it going to go on Well I was hoping we'd build on that qualification for the Euros and you know qualify for the World Cup it didn't yeah. quite happen we lost out in the playoffs but um, yeah why not think like that and I think if we can you know, gather this more positive aspect this more positive outlook it doesn't matter who comes to Glasgow we, we can beat them. We should have beaten England when uh, they came here. Um, we went to Wembley, we got a 0-0. A, a we can go up against the best of them and give a, a really good performance and we need to just steer clear of those you know, banana skins mm. that have haunted us over the last number of years. Do you think he's just found the job that's right for him, Barry? I'm not suggesting other clubs will come in for him or whatever, but 
He just seems to net. He's bringing everyone together. He's got a new contract and hopefully we're going to qualify. I think it suits him now. I think if you ask him a few years ago, he struggled because he liked the day-to-day yep. working with, with players, but he's got used to it. Um, and as I said, if you look at the squads he's picked, it's um, it's a, been a consistent group of players he's, he's had. He's very rarely had to make many, many changes. And another thing as well, you very rarely see a call-off. Yep. And that sure. tells you that the boys are are desperate to turn up and, and play under him. And what about Lyndon Dykes then? The running that he did and that late run he had as well, Andy, was uh, well, 50 yards he ran and yeah. nearly scored. Fantastic yeah. run in almost every uh, aerial ball that he was competing for. He seemed to win it. The timing of his leaps was terrific. Um, difficult for players to get up in support of him, but um, no, he, he uh, did what everyone else did in a Scotland shirt last night, just ran their heart out. And you heard Stevie Clark there talking about how exhausted they were after the game. Brilliant. Go again at the weekend and uh, I'll bet you the next time the international games come around, they can't wait to meet up. I'll bet. Yeah, it's not just physically, it's, it's mentally yeah. as well. The amount of information these players will get in a short period of time and the amount of information they would have given them are coming up against a top quality team would have been more than usual uh, so yeah they'll have a day off today they'll get back in they'll do a recovery tomorrow and and they'll be ready to go come the weekend for their clubs of course it's back to the clubs who haven't even mentioned them and but big, big Lyndon Dykes what, what did they go for down to QPR was it over a million quid just yeah. over no was it Was it a million it was around a million yeah and we spoke about it Barry yeah, this summer that time you were saying we spoke about it. Should he be going to Rangers? I, I like maybe him. even Celtic. I've always yeah. I, I yeah. liked him at, at Livingston. Yeah. I thought he was worth it. Um and I think Rangers and even Celtic missed out on a, a, yeah. a decent centre yeah. forward. And I think he's got better over the years. Because mm-hmm. Celtic then around that time got a Yeti, which was what, four million or whatever. But staying in Scotland just now, um, giving them, was it two? It ended up two with everything on the add-ons. I'm probably just adding on the add-ons. Uh, Stevie Clark, he said this really does give his players belief. Well, certainly it should give the players a little bit more belief that when you come up against these top sides, so that's the last two number one seeds, so Denmark in the, the World Cup qualification and, and Spain in this one that have came to Hamden and have left with no points. So that, that's a step forward in terms of believing in, in what we're trying to do. But it's very important to stay grounded because there's still a long way to go in the group and as we know to our cost, one game can cost you dearly. And I know, you know, names on papers maybe mean nothing, but when you look at it and you look at the team we've got, you touched on it earlier, we've got players playing at the very top. We should have a bit of confidence now. They work so hard for each other and they've got the talent and a manager they really believe in. Um, Barry, that well, how much does that count? Do you think that they believe in the manager and their own self worth? Yeah, it certainly helps. And, and what winning games breeds confidence, Paul. Um, but that, that starts with the, the manager and, and what sort of atmosphere he's created round about the place. As I said, well, we've got some top quality players in, in my eyes. Um, strong eleven. You look at that team he made. What was it? Three or four changes last mm-hmm. night, and it still doesn't weaken the team. Um, you look at the bench Armstrong didn't come on, yep. come on who uh, started the game at the weekend same with Ryan Jack yep. um, and as I said you, and you've got a small cluster of young players as well you've got Hickey who for me could go on and play at the, the highest level no doubt about that you've got Nathan Parson you've got Lewis and I'm sure there'll be more boys coming through the, the under 21s but 
Yeah, but he's definitely created a feel-good factor, Stevie Clark. Ryan Christie, we spoke with him afterwards. Yeah, a quality side, but I still think we came into the game with a, a lot of confidence. Um, you know, that comes from you know, the, the amount of time the squad's been together and, and what we've done together and what we've achieved. So he said we've had some big nights here at hand and that's, that's probably one of the biggest so far. And he had that moment, Andy, at the weekend when he chased that lost cause. Yeah, that's typical Ryan Christie and he had that uh, storming run early in the yeah. first half last night. Yeah. Maybe if he'd mm-hmm. had a better or maybe more confidence in his right foot, yeah. he could have had a pop at goal but uh, just past the post. But No, I thought he was terrific the way he carried the ball, took it from middle into the last third. Um, he looked really lively, lovely touch about him. It was a great run, wasn't it? It was almost yeah. a toe poke at the yeah. end, maybe. Yeah. Was that because the way he adjusted? Yeah, he was yeah. just stretching and wanted... Uh, I mean, he was maybe given a bit more freedom than uh, than he thought he would get once he was he driving at that Spanish defence but but unlucky not to score we're going to talk club football as well because this weekend well Andy you'll be with Callum McGregor and Cole you're uh, Ross County against Celtic that's Sunday 12 o'clock up in Dingwall Barry we were talking about it a few days ago we missed the, the club football Saturday it kicks off Hibs against Motherwell Kilmarnock against Hearts Rangers Dundee United St Johnson Aberdeen and St Mirren Livingston but for a few moments, we forgot about the club football yesterday. Yeah, that, listen, after last night's performance, I think it deserves to be spoken about for, for quite a bit of time um, with, with the team we beat. And as I said, with the, the I, I just thought every player that, that graced that pitch last night um, was, was, was top class. But back to the domestic stuff, you can't yeah. beat the, the league football and there's some tasty games at the I, weekend. I think it's got to help some of the Scottish players. I mean, you look at some of the players that have played for Scotland in recent years, Hickey, who was at Hearts, Porteous, yeah. uh, doing so well for, for Hibs, and then obviously on to, to Watford, you had uh, Andy Considine for a mm-hmm. for a short time, Stephen O'Donnell, playing with Motherwell, playing with Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. If you're a, just, if you're playing at a good level for a Scottish club, and, you know, Stevie Clark is the type of manager that will, that will give you an opportunity at, uh, at international level, and you don't, Need to play for Celtic and Rangers, which I think was always the uh, the the query a number of years ago. When the, I mean, I played with Tosh McKinley at Celtic. Mm. Never got a look in when he played with Dundee. When he played with Hearts, nice. came yeah. to Celtic. All of a sudden, same player, but all of a sudden he went on to get I don't know 20, 25 caps, something like that. That gives a lot of players encouragement, Barry, doesn't it? If you don't have to be at the big two. Yeah, because he'll give opportunities if, mm. if you're producing the goods at club level on a consistent basis. Steve Clark's the sort of manager that he, he would bring you into the, the, the squad but one thing you, you'll need to fight again that squad because <laughs> the squad's performed the, that double header there in fine form two brilliant results and I think the most pleasing thing as well two clean sheets yeah. mm-hmm. new goalkeeper in how's he done for you Angus yeah he done for it didn't have loads to do over the two games but listen that will do his confidence the, the, the world of good good presence mm-hmm. good size about him I, I've not seen too much of him but um, he'll he'll go away from this camp in, in fine form and listen, it's, it's his um, jersey to lose for yeah. me now. And Andy, it was a wet surface last night, it could be difficult for goalkeepers, but he had a few times, he didn't have that much, but he looked confident, yeah. solid. I do think there is still an issue with the pitch. I mean, yeah. it maybe, maybe Spain didn't like it. I mean, they had certainly had the, the lion's share of possession, but... And he said do... the grass was too long. <laughs> well, I mean, they have spat the dummy out... Um, but I, I do think we want a better surface at Hamden. Yeah. I mean, it is a showpiece occasion. I know we've had a, a tough winter, but no one is playing on that surface. We should have a, we should have a, 
a brilliant surface. I'm thinking of the the two semi-finals coming yeah. up in the Scottish Cup, and one after the other is not ideal, and you just want a really good surface. All players want that. And then the weekend before that, it's the women's yeah. semi-final mm. Scottish yeah. Cup games. There, yeah. both of them are at Hamden. Yep, as well. So the so showpiece occasion. Yep. You want the best surface for the best players. But we've all, we've all come up against it. I mean, when I was at Rangers, I'm sure when Andy was at Celtic, he used to go to Third Park or Easter Road at the start of the season. The grass would be up to your shins and it would be dry as a bone. Is that what they did? Yeah, yeah you've just got to deal with situations like yeah. it. That's that's what they try and do. But you've got to overcome situations like that. And that was just an excuse for Spain. Listen, the better team won last night mm. and that was Scotland by a country mile. And they know it. Yeah, they know it. And great respect for Spain and our Spanish friends. I spoke to a pal of mine this morning from Spain early on, and uh, he, he was surprised. Yeah, no, um, yeah, Jose in uh, Palma, <laughs> seriously. And he was, they were watching last night because it's not often they see the Scottish football. And they yeah. said, I've got to well, say, yeah. I know Rodri's getting all the stick. I thought he was brilliant last yeah. night. Yeah, I mean, some of the when you think he's under pressure yeah. and he's going to lose it, and he's got a couple of men coming at him from all angles, yeah. he still keeps it. He, he's, a, he's a wonderful talent. Campus Steele. That's where he lives. He's looking at me as if you don't have a friend. Uh, we're going to talk uh, club football as well and more in Scotland. Is it the most memorable night you've ever had as a Scotland fan? Give us a call. You can speak to Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. 08 08 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. The traffic and travel, he brought his luck as well. He had the new Scotland top on last night. Andy, at the match, did you have the new retro strip, which we're all getting a bit obsessed with? I didn't, but my son's got it. Right. And yeah. uh, I've got to say, it's a beautiful Scotland, isn't it? It's lovely. Is it now officially your all-time favourite? Nope. nope. Uh, you won't go past the one that I made my debut yeah. in. It. A wee bit of tartan just mm-hmm. on the yeah. on the button. It was, it was quite cheap. What year was that again? I do remember it. You spoke about 87. it. 87. 87. Barry, what's your favourite strip? Is it now this new one, but the retro yeah. one? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, as lovely. Yeah. Um, I just I just like plain strips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that one uh, is certainly a, a cracker. Um, I still kind of get away with the price. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. I went for yeah, a, yeah. a strip yeah. and the kids are, are £70. Um, but no, it is a lovely strip. One of the favourite ones, and it's before all our time, was just that the round collar, the uh, '67 when we beat England, the world champions at Wembley, and we big, claimed the world. Badge. That's a big badge. That's it. Yeah. Plain. Yeah. You got one of those? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Everyone on a high after uh, Scotland beating Spain two 0 last night, and that's after the three 0 win at the weekend against Cyprus. So we are top of Group A and the qualifications for. Euros 2024 in Germany. So Scotland played 2-1-2, two, two, uh, 4-5, no goals against, six points. Spain, second position. They've won one, they've lost one. 3-4, two against, three points. Norway played two. This is the biggest surprise, isn't it? Uh, with only one point. Georgia with a one point. Cyprus, no points. Barry, should we take much from it just now? Looking at Norway, uh, the Erling Haaland effect, the fact that he's he's missed these games over the last few days well obviously they're going to miss him because yeah. for me he's um, he, he's a top class centre forward who's just a, an absolute goal machine any team would, would miss him that'll be a tough one going over to Norway um, how do you handle start him? It, how do you handle him just don't give him a touch yeah. <laughs> you put Ryan Portier on yeah. him yeah <laughs> and, and listen see, you need it, sure. see if you ask these 
Scotland defenders, whether it's Kieran Tierney, Ryan Porteous, um, or whoever it's going to play in the game, Grant Hanley, they want to come up against the best. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Haaland will be will be fit for that because you you don't want any excuses when you go over there. Um, even with Haaland in the team, who is an exceptional centre forward, I'm more than confident we can get something over there as long as we keep everybody in good form and and fit and ready to go. And it won't do any harm that some of our players come up against them in the English Premier League. Yeah, and can you imagine we get another good result? I mean Martin Odegaard as well, who's the Norwegian captain. Also a fabulous player doing great things with Arsenal. So they're the two standouts, Odegaard, Haaland. Mm-hmm. So um, if we can get something over there, uh, that just keeps us ticking over nicely. Here's an email has come in on the socials at Go Football Show. It's from Billy who says, Andy, Barry, I'm delighted at last night's result. We have a top-class midfield, but we lack a real quality striker who could lift us to the next level. Um, Billy, up in Aberdeen. I can see where Billy's coming from in terms of I don't think we've got an out-and-out goal scorer. Um, but I've got to be honest with you, I think Shea Adams does a brilliant job when he plays. I think Lyndon Dykes has been a, a brilliant find for us. Um, so, yeah, but we've not got that poacher-type forward. Um, but I think the two boys, um, and even if you can put Shanklin into that equation, and even Kevin Nisbet don't rule... I'm out. I think we've still got some decent strikers, but I, I get where, where, where Billy's coming from. Andy? Yeah, I just think the way we play, we um, we can be pretty cautious up against quality teams. We you know, we defended really well. We had a great structure and organisation about our game plan last night. We got forward when we had to. We kept possession when we had to, but we, we dropped deep and we denied them space. We defended really well. One of the reasons Angus Gunn didn't have many saves to make was because he got great protection from those in front of him. Hanley, Porteous, Tierney, mm-hmm. uh, Robertson, Hickey, they stopped crosses coming in. Uh, and actually, I've never I've never seen Spain attempt so many crosses. Mm-hmm. Normally, they're a team that want to get to the byline, cut it back, but with having uh, Yosselu in the team, he's got a bit of height, a bit of strength. He did have a good header on the first half that came off the bar but we defended really well last night he did look tasty early on didn't he Jocelyn yeah, gave us yeah, a, yeah. a bit of um, yeah, a bit of a problem but hit the bar and we rode some we co- luck coped very well yeah. and uh, you know he was always a threat but uh, any crosses that did come in it was a Scottish head on it Billy thanks for your email in Aberdeen and he's tuned in of course you can hear us all over central Scotland and in the north as well you can download uh, and get us on the app as well he also says, P.S., he doesn't think Lyndon Dykes would get on the Celtic bench. It's a different I, I, style. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I used to hear this about Didier Gatt when he was at Dundee, when he was at Hibs, and he'll never be a Celtic player, but Martin O'Neill found mm-hmm. him as a, as a wing-back. Uh, people told me Greg Taylor would never be a good Celtic player. I think he's been terrific. He's been well-coached. Mm-hmm. And some of his passing, when he does that... You know, coming coming inside the way the Celtic fullbacks do, so you can never quite be sure as to how a player will react when he's got so many better players around him, and it takes a it takes a good trained eye, a bit of knowledge to to see someone who might just be able to fit into a system. You see, Barry, there was a wee smile there when you mentioned Didier Agat. Yeah, yeah. I've obviously played against him yeah. many a times, and when I was on the pitch, I used to really enjoy the battle between Didier Agat and Arthur Newman. Oh, yeah, yeah, the two, pace the two of them. yeah, two strong physical machines. Um, and quality players, yeah, yeah. And I think Didi Agat, what was he? 50,000, 50 50, yep, 50,000 pounds. 
and he turned into be a a, a real um, good Celtic player. Um, he yeah, he was a real powerful uh, runner. But in terms of Lyndon Dykes, I, I like Lyndon Dykes, and yeah. listen, uh, Rangers are looking for a number nine. Mm. Why not? QPR. Yep. He's coming to the final year of his contract. So you wouldn't be much? No. That's a great shout, isn't it? Rangers fans, what do you think? From QPR to Rangers a couple of years later something? than he should have. Maybe. He's never that far away. Yeah. He's the man in the know, really, isn't Indeed. he? Indeed, yeah. What about Morelos then? So we're going to turn to the big two. Here's for Celtic fans. Some eagle-eyed Celtic fans uh, didn't spot Aaron Moy and Rio Hatati. There was no sign of him in a training video today from the club. Some of them are, ba are back training after the international break. So Moy and Hatati not spotted there. And for Rangers, well, Michael Bales hinted that Alan McGregor could be set to play on for one more year by saying he's not finished yet. Now, I first heard that two months ago from you, Barry. You said, don't rule him out for next season. Yep, and I think it would save a fair bit, a fair chunk of Michael Beale's um, budget. Because I, I would reckon that if you're going to go and try and get a goalkeeper, that you'd be looking at two and a half, three million pounds. If Alan McGregor's fit and says he's fit and he could go another season, you get him signed up in another another contract. He's shown over the or since Michael Beale's come in. I know he's left him out a couple of games, which was surprising because he put John McLaughlin in saying it was because he crossed balls and he obviously made a few mistakes. But for me, Alan McGregor's still a, a top-class goalkeeper and, and I would have no qualms to be signing him up in a year's contract. And that must have spurred him on even more. I know he's so motivated, but when your manager, who's done a lot right, I think he got that wrong, Michael Beale, by saying that John McLaughlin's better at the cross balls. Yeah, and I think it was one game... I think it was a Kilmarnock game. I think he made a, a couple of mistakes mm. in. Um, listen, I think John McLaughlin is a good goalkeeper, but he's not an Alan McGregor in my eyes. Andy, what do you feel? I always felt when he signed the previous season that he was going to be the number one and that mm. was why it was such a surprise when Giovanni Van Bronckhurst uh, started with uh, John McLaughlin. And you can tell Alan McGregor still got it. But looking at it, you, you would... You would want some insurance. Mm. I think Rangers do need a goalkeeper, whether Alan McGregor signs up or not. They need they need a better uh, backup or even a better keeper than Alan McGregor. If Alan McGregor's not playing, you want someone better than what they've got. You'll be at Ross County Celtic Looking forward to on it, yeah. Sunday. So they've got an extra day. I mean, we're right back into it. We're, uh, what, yeah. Wednesday, uh, tomorrow right in the you know the run down to the games on Saturday do you think you'll see Aaron Moy involved and Rio Hatati can I ask you about him first what do you what do you feel on Hatati will he be fit well to see him what was that about 20 minutes 30 minutes he got against Hibs just before the international break and then uh, he had to go off injured and uh, David Turnbull come on so even if he doesn't make it that that's what I mean about this Celtic team. You put in David Turnbull, and I thought Turnbull was excellent against Hibs in the hour or so that he played. You've got O'Reilly there, you've got Aaron Moy, you've got McGregor always. Um, Celtic, I've got a good number of options. So you obviously want Hatati fit. Um, and if you are prioritising games, if he's not quite ready, leave him out until the, the semi-final against Rangers because that's when you really want him to be fit. He's such a special player, Barry, isn't he? Real Hatati. Yeah, he's again another um, brilliant find. Um, as I said, he's got all the attributes to be a top midfielder. He can get about the pitch, great energy, real good passing range. Um, and again, he's he scored a few goals uh, this season for 
for Celtic. So if he's going to bow, he's obviously going to miss him. But again, that's one of Celtic's strengths. Um, the amount of good players they've got in the, the middle of the pitch, um, they've got a good choice of players there. And Leo Labada, who withdrew from the Israeli camp, but I think he went there maybe with an injury. Andy, it's too early, we don't know yet, but he could well be fit for, for Sunday. Yeah, and uh, again, someone who's attracting a bit of interest, apparently from elsewhere, and yeah. I don't think anyone at Celtic will be bothered by that because they would only sell if it was a good bit of business. Celtic have always been a club in the last few years that, you know, if they can if they can get a lot more than what they signed a player for, they'll, they'll do business. And um, Abada's another one who's got, he's almost got a big game mentality. The way that he plays against Rangers especially, I'm thinking of the 3-0 game in February under the lights at Parkhead last year when he was outstanding and then the couple of goals he got earlier this season in the in the 4-0 game. He's, he's a player that uh, seems to fancy this fixture. That was Barry's birthday, as I recall. We were in this yeah, very time for a break. You, me and David <laughs> Proven. Okay, that's it. We're going to the news, then we're back. You can call in to Barry Ferguson, Andy Walker. You know the number here on Go Radio, the football show with Macklemotors 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Loads of calls coming in and on the socials at Go Football Show following Scotland's brilliant 2-0 win last night at Hampden. Were you there? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. The goals came well the first in just seven minutes. Scott McTominay Great work by Ryan Christie. He went just wide just afterwards. It could have been 2-0 early on. Then we had a couple of scares as well. Andy Walker, you were there. Barry and I were watching on the telly. Um, 1-0 for quite some time. And then 2-0. Scott McTominay again. The run by Kieran Tierney is one I think you'll never forget. And how McTominay took his two goals. Special. Tremendous. And I've got to say, it's really strange to, to be playing against a top quality side like Spain. When... At the game, I wasn't really that concerned. I thought we were defending so well. Angus Gunn wasn't he doing anything. Obviously, they've got a number of players that could come up with a moment of magic, but we were playing really, really well. We looked dangerous on the break, and sure enough, we we got a second goal and almost got a third with that Shankland uh, chance, uh, chance at the end. And in the first hour, Barry spent some time on to his travel agent. You're, what are you saying about Germany next summer? I'm confident we'll, we'll get there, Paul. Um, I know it's still early doors in the, in the group, but we'll go off to a, a flying start. I don't think this group of players will be allowed to get carried away. Um, that's what I sense from the manager. Um, obviously, five minutes after it, he's gone in, he's, he's obviously delighted with, with it, but now the focus goes on. The double uh, double header in, in June against Norway and Georgia. And I think if we go to a place that Norway and come away with three points, then it's, it's in our hands. I'm more than confident we'll get to we'll get to Germany. Andy, I think you share Barry's optimism. 
Yeah, I do. I think we've got a lot of talented players that are capable of handling a, a big occasion. Not much bigger than Spain at home. Took care of them comfortably. And now we, we look towards uh, Norway, all the challenges that they have with Odegaard, with Haaland. And uh, here's hoping we can get something there too. Let's hope we can do it. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And we've got to go back to domestic football as well. It seems ages in some ways now, Barry, doesn't it? But it's just over a week since the last domestic fixtures. It's only, what, 10, 11 days. But we're now only three days away from the games. Hibs, Motherwell, Kilmarnock, desperate for points. They're up against Hearts, still trying to get that third spot. Rangers, still chasing Celtic against Dundee United. Rangers, Dundee United. St. Johnson against Aberdeen and St. Mirren against Livy. And then on Sunday, at 12 o'clock kickoff, Ross County Celtic. Do you go up there the night before, Andy? Go up on Saturday yeah. night, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a long drive up that and I don't like going up in the night time. No. Uh, but uh, going up to the Highlands is great. I do love it. Night out in Dingwall. <laughs> Ring a ding Sorry. Ding. Yep. <clears throat> great people, of course, up there. And Dingwall, I know that part <laughs> of the world, Barry, did you? till about 8 o'clock now. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, up at 8 you'll be fine. Us. But it's, it's yeah. not a nice road. No. Did they give you a car that will get you there? Well, Honestly, he went on the other, he had an electric car which just, you couldn't get it. It's a horror he, story. He was traumatised getting yeah. back from Sunderland. Oh, Are you back off, yet? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just getting rid of the trauma yeah. because I had to charge it for so long, so mm. often. Um, I'm sure they've got their uses, electric cars, but not mm. over 100 miles. And we all want to help the environment, yeah. but the Macklin Motors, I'm sure... Oh. They'll sort you out there. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Electric cars or uh, petrol or diesel or whatever. We do want to yeah. save the environment. You must have a Help petrol thing. Your big Jeep. Yeah. Thought, eh? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, no, it's not at all. No, not uh, petrol. No, do you know what we need this no. weekend? We need to get away from what we had the last time round, which where was? It was, I mean, beyond outrageous VAR decisions in almost every game. And I know that Dundee United have called for some sort of summit. I'm amazed that all the clubs seem to be happy with what we're getting and they're paying for this. I mean, beyond outrageous, some of the stuff that we saw. So here's hoping we get back to the football and uh, none of that nonsense. We'll get back to that in a few moments. It's been great not talking VAR. And we had VAR as well in the games, but there wasn't any issue. It can't all be... we certainly had issues a couple of weeks ago. We did, exactly. That was the worst weekend I've seen of VAR decisions. But international-wise... They had a look at it a couple of yeah. times, apparently, and yeah. uh, but done quickly, mm-hmm. and it's away you go. The Andy Robertson thing, were you a wee bit worried early on, just in case they slow it down? I, I had the radio on as well, and they were a bit down Do you know, on I it. think it's fine, a yellow, yeah, okay. and any referee that sets the bar high for a, a red card, I am all for it. You, you cannot have yeah. games where you're sending people off the way that uh, Stephen McLean did um, yeah. for uh, Ellie Yuan. Celtic Hibs, ridiculous couple of yellows. Some of the red cards that we've seen, you know, Ross McCrory at Aberdeen, Ginelli at Hearts, some of the red cards have just been awful. Let's go back into the light and the joy of Scotland last night and someone who was at the game, of course, John Bleasdale, is on. Hello, John. Even guys, hope you are um, on yeah. cloud nine, same as myself. We are indeed. Hi, John. And listen, even better for you, it was a really special night for your son. It certainly was, yeah. So um, Callum got the opportunity to be a mascot and um, he had to put the Spain kit on because he was walking my Scotland so he walked it with Grant Hanley. So we'd like to think that that gave Grant um, more um, encouragement. But um, it was no, it was a that was it was going to be a great night with that. But to cap um, for the win was just fantastic. And that's it last week. 
I, I was confident with a draw. But Barry, be fair to you, you called it we're going to win this. Yeah, I'm, I'm just confident with the... I mean, I, I think I keep repeating myself, but I just look at the squad of players and the level that these players are, are playing at. Um, I'm more than confident going into every single game and whatever starting 11 Steve Stevie <coughs> Clark picks, I, I'm happy with. And then you, I, when you look at the bench, the, the quality player that's on the bench as well um, is, is exceptional at this moment in time. So look, we're in a real good place. It's been a brilliant double header and it was just capped off last night um, against a top team. I know they're ranked 10th in the world. I know a lot of people yep. are going on about they're not the, the force they were but they're still a top team but we thoroughly deserved that win last night and I thought to a man everybody was in top of their game John where were you watching? Well because my um, son was uh, a mascot we were actually in the first stand right next to Scotland Dugget so we had um, great seats at the weekend for example we were in the North East Corner which is a decent view too mm-hmm. but not as good as what I had last night but yeah I just um I mean, I think the crowd, I mean, it wasn't brilliant at the weekend, but you take into account the level of opposition. But last night there was a different feeling because um, there was a, an air of confidence getting the game. Yeah, you can say that Spain um, aren't as good as what they were in 2010, but they're still a good side, but you sure. still had that feeling that we could do something. And um, uh, the performance just, I mean, I, there's not, no one was below a 7 or 8 out of 10 last night it was just a terrific performance yeah, the papers have given them all 8s and 9s today so right, tell us what was it like what was your moment then 7 minutes in and we get the first goal oh, yeah, it was just um, ecstasy it was just a, a tremendous moment you know we started the game in the front foot and yeah I mean that, that McTobin the goal was uh, very well taken Spain apart from there was a 10 minute period in the first half um, where they looked quite threatening there had a couple of wee chances but um, obviously hit the bar but Angus Gunn dealt fairly well with what was thrown at them his defence did um, well um, and you, you wondered when London Dykes had that chance at half time you just wondered is that a moment past but we came out of the second half and we um, started like the same we did in the first half and Spain just didn't have an answer I mean um, I had to laugh at the surgeries coming out of um, Rodgers at the end of the game sort of bit you know, on the floor stuff. Did he not watch his right back, um, Pedro Porro? Yep. That was, he was ridiculous in that first half. And the ref was probably right to give Robertson Bickett settling on more than that. I mean, he's put his arm up to almost defend himself and Rogers just gone down on his face. It was, but Rivaldo in um, 2002, it was awful. Yep. How do you think uh, we'll go on against uh, Norway, John? I think, I'm confident we'll get something again. I mean, everyone, this is the thing about the start of the game. Everyone's saying, oh, Norway's um, got Haaland and Odegaard um, and uh, that George have got um, Kvartselia. But we've got some good players as well that we just don't talk up enough. I think we're more than capable of going to Norway and um, and getting at least a point. Um, I'm actually, I know things can change um, depending on injuries, especially at the end of a half season, but we've got to be confident in this group of players. Well pronounced there in Kifarcelia. I call him Zaradona, isn't he? He, yeah. he is a, a yeah. player. Napoli. <laughs> yep. Yep, they've got a superstar in sure. their hands. Uh, Georgia, we need to keep him quiet. Um, but, yep. Uh, you know what I like about the Scotland team? It's not, it's not just the quality of football that we can play. There's the team spirit. Mm-hmm. The real team spirit there. Like, um, and that's hard to create international level because you get them four times a year, stroke five, a maximum of nine or ten days and very rarely 
Andy will tell you he's been involved in squads. Do you get mm-hmm. every single player training? There's always niggles, there's always injuries. Um, so the the job um, that Steve Clark's done over the piece has is, um, is been excellent. Andy, did you feel the ref was losing it a wee bit in the first half? I know he didn't come back out in the second or he came out as the fourth official or was I just being Scotland biased? There was times I thought... No, I, I think we'd done our homework on the referee. He was a ref that is prone to throwing out a lot of cards, so you really need to be careful. Even the way that we were defending, even the way that we packed the goal mouth when we had corners and the, the you know the um the amount of players that we had in around uh, the goalkeeper, we'd done our homework on him as well. Um so I thought we were, I thought we were clever last night. And the timing of the second goal, John, you know, you can't choose when it's going to happen, but how did that feel for you so early in the second half but gave us that bounce? Uh, it was it was just incredible, Paul. I mean, um, you know, and, and the way he, the way he takes that goal with his weaker yeah. left foot as well. I mean, it's um, underestimated what a good strike that is from McTominay. Uh, I think we can now end this debate that we need to use Scott, um, Scott McTominay as a right centre-back. That experiment's over now. He's... He's a better midfield player and he's one of our best midfield players. That's where you've got to start him. Um, and Portis came in and did well in the right centre-back as well. And listen, Ryan Portis is a guy that I need to eat humble pie over because when he was called up um, for the Ukraine game, I thought, oh dear, what's going to happen? But since he's come in Scotland team, he's been excellent. And I think the move to Watford um, has suited him down to the ground. It's allowed him to mature and you can see that there's a real player coming on. But yeah, back to the second goal was just um, mm. incredible. And you just had the feeling once I went in, we were going to do it. We've all, we've also got uh, someone that we haven't seen much of, Dominic Hyam, who is playing for Blackburn. You know, playing in that level of Hanley with Norwich, uh, Porteous with Watford, playing in the Championship, playing at a good level. Uh, Blackburn hovering mm-hmm. around the playoff spot. So, yep. you know, any injuries or suspensions there, you've got someone who's a, a more natural defender than uh, than McTominay. I'm I'm with John. End of debate about Scott McTominay. He'd done a fantastic job playing that right side centre half when we needed him. But for me, he's an attack-minded um, midfielder. I, funny enough, listen to his interview. I didn't even know he started off as a, a striker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you could see that with the way he yeah, finished. I know. It was just so comfortable, composed, yeah. natural. And what he was saying before. is he grew so much. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a, a centre forward. Obviously, he's been playing more of the holding role midfielder, but. Um, I think over the piece of the last couple of games um, he'll be disappointed that he never started against Cyprus but this is what I like about this group be disappointed but show a good attitude when you get the opportunity to come on and he'd done that against Cyprus and then um, his first goal still he does the right thing keeps it down but the second finish is top class um, technique from McTominay John, I can hear the wee ones there. And that was good that you said about Ryan Portis. You're not alone. There's a lot of people, Andy called him, you know, he'd been a bit of a pantomime villain here in Scotland. A lot of people didn't like him and thought maybe he would be a bomb scare. But my goodness, he was absolutely, he was brilliant. But they all were last night. How Was it Callum, your son, did you say? Yeah, my oldest son, Callum. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how was he then? Tell, how was he after uh, going out there with Grant Hanley then? 50,000. That's great Spanish. It's one of the great no scripts. Standing beside Grant Hanley, no? Go on. Was he? <laughs> He's standing in front of him. Um, <laughs> you can see the height difference. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was just tremendous. And um, 
you know, you always take the players who would you most want to walk out when they have their ideas, but it's always potluck. But he was happy whatever Scotland player that he got out with. And um, I'd say, Grant Hanley's another one, by the way, that yeah. people have um, need to eat their humble pie over a wee bit. Then. But what Steve Clark's told him to do is basically just do the defending bit. You've got someone at right centre-back who can play the ball. You've got someone at left centre-back who can play the ball. Just you do the defending and give your ball to someone else. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you all the time but right yeah. John I, I'm with you just go and defend <laughs> and put your head on the ball and see when Grant Hanley does that he's a very good centre mm-hmm. back and he's an unsung mm-hmm. hero for me yeah. I think the vast majority of games he's played under Steve Clark he's been exceptional by Grant Hanley and what about his positional sense Barry? yeah he's got that bit of experience as well Paul people mm-hmm. forget he's played in the Premier League as well he's playing um, Championship which is a tough league Um and listen, his, his positional sense is, is top class at times. And Andy had Jocelyn in there, which is not easy, and he was trying to con a penalty out of the, the yeah. referee as well. But yeah. he, he kept calm. I, well, he's only got three caps, and I, I think he'll get better. He'll get more used to that type of environment. Big crowds everywhere you go. They, maybe the expectation of getting to tournaments, and he'll, be, he'll happily live with that. So uh, I think he'll only get better and better. And for young Callum, was he back at school today, or did he get a day off? <laughs> he got a bit of a day off today. He's, um, it's a late his throat night. was a wee bit sore today. Um, <laughs> well, very late night, yeah. But, um, because we were parked um, too near Hamden, it was a while getting out. That's the only thing. But that was never going to happen to me. It was a it was a good night. What a night for him. That's absolutely special. And John, I know Andy mentioned it a wee while ago. So, right, maximum points so far. Are you going to book up? For, well, I don't want to get carried away. Somewhere else, will be saying, "Here's a Glasgow station going crazy." Yeah, tell us what what's going to happen though, qualification wise. I, th- I think we'll qualify. Um, I said before the campaign that we would qualify for the whether it was through this um, through this group or through the playoffs, but I was more confident we could do it through the group. But after these two results, you've got to be confident. And mm-hmm. everyone's been saying before as well, before the campaign started, we're one of three teams fighting for second place. No, we're one of four teams fighting for first because Spain, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped more points. They're in transition. And they're not in a, I think we got them at the, the absolute right time. We took advantage of it. John, I'm hoping it's the first of many. If Callum is, uh, maybe gets to go to Germany and then um, we start qualifying regularly for, for the big tournaments, it's something that I was used to when I was growing up. But I've got I've got three boys that don't remember Scotland. Uh, and, you know, one of them's 30. Don't remember uh, Scotland at a major really? tournament. So yeah. it's uh, it would be a great thing if, if it was a regular occurrence. Yep. My boys are the same, but growing up as well, I remember... France 98 uh, Euros remember Koisi's goal against Switzerland absolutely that's that was. Villa Park wasn't yeah. it that's the one yeah. um, and even before that so yeah I was used to seeing Scotland teams qualifying sadly when I played we never <laughs> qualified but um, yeah. like, I'm more than confident that this group of players now we've done it 2020 mm. and for me we're going to Germany 24 I remember coming back with the Spain Strip for young Paul at the time. That was in 82, you know. I think it was a knockoff one. I don't think it was a real one. I don't think. I thought it was at the time when we bought it in Malaga. But Callum's got the real thing then. What a night for him and for you, John. Listen, thanks a lot for joining Do you speak German? Are you going to get some lessons between now and next summer? <laughs> um, I last took um, German back in school, but that was, what, 25 years ago. So I'm going to brush up on it before next year. That means 999, but there's time anyway. <laughs> John, thanks so much. Great Scotland fan. All the best, John. Thanks for joining Bye us, guys. John. Well done. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go!
This time tomorrow night we'll be with uh, well John Hartson who'll be really pleased Wales was only one goal in it but they got the win last night Latvia wasn't it and also Craig Moore adopted Scott and an Aussie as well and mentioning that Scotland's women play Australia next week and also Costa Rica the Australia game in London Andy and then they play Costa Rica here in uh, at Hamden we wish them well we hope it goes well give you the Rachel Corsi isn't fit she's not in the squad the squad came out today Cummings Fife, Gibson uh, Jenna Clark Nicola Doherty Hill Howard McLaughlin Muir McCandy Smith Erin Cuthbert of course the Chelsea uh, wonder player Lauren Davidson Sam Kerr Murray Weir Brown Emsley Ewans Christy Grimshaw from AC Milan Hansen Brogan Hay and she scored the other day didn't she in that game Martha Thomas and Emma Watson so yeah I tuned yeah. into the game did you on yeah. Monday yep. Yep. watched it um, it was a good game mm. good game um, ranges so, up until injury time yeah, yeah. But, and to be fair Celtic kept going um, and it ended up I, I thought Celtic were, uh, sorry Rangers were the better team in the first half Celtic were the better team in the, the second half and I think one each was a, a fair result but what happened after it Jeez, oh man. Yeah. That's just a bit of red mist. Barry, honestly, everyone in the Sky office are talking about those lovely shots where you saw mm. the young lad, the young girl, mm. one with a Celtic uh, scarf, one with a Rangers scarf, sitting together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were sitting, so many Celtic and Rangers fans sitting in the, the same stand. And you get that madness at the end of the game. It was just astonishing. You and I have played in that game mm. and we've, we might have lost it momentarily, but yeah, I, Maybe you're shouting and you're swearing, but I don't. I, I'm struggling to think of anyone that come up with. Yeah, you can't a, defend it. Like listen, I think if you ask him himself, listen, he'll he'll regret that for the rest of his days. You, you just can't defend it. It was just a moment of, of madness, um, as Andy says. Good atmosphere. What was a three and a half, four thousand yeah. mm-hmm. fans yeah. there? Yeah. It was good. First, is that the first old firm game? It's been live on on Sky. On Sky. Yeah, so it was a good spectacle. Yeah. Some good football, couple of goals, yeah. a feisty encounter. Sure. You're actually taking all of that yeah. away mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. daft incident because that's course, all yeah. people are talking about is the headlines. And yeah. You would have thought an apology would have come out almost well, immediately. Fran Alonso, apparently the Celtic manager, women's manager, uh, would like an apology. I don't think he wants it to go further. We have to be careful what we say because there is a police investigation. But I think it's time the authorities come out and said what's happening. And there should be an apology here. Because there were so many great things you just said about the game. I mean, the biggest winner football-wise, it wasn't Rangers, it wasn't Celtic. It was Glasgow City. It was a big result for Glasgow yeah. City. And uh, also being on Sky, it was a, yeah. a good spectacle for Honestly. the women's yeah. game. Let's turn your clock back, you know, 50 years. Let's go to Glasgow for a game. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. So let's hope that that is sorted out uh, and we'll give you more on the women's games uh, which are coming up next week because we're nearly at April. One of the other headlines today, we spoke about it last night in the programme, Barry Robson, why has he not been made at least interim manager of Aberdeen? Six games, four wins. They're now chasing third position. Manager no, of the month. Manager of the month. Exactly, Barry, that's the news today. Yeah, I, I'm and just surprised now, that yeah. it never happened before the international games because I think uh, Barry Robson's done a fine job up there. He's got them back to winning ways and I think it's only right that he was allowed to go and take the job until the end of the season. And, and listen, if he continues the sort of form that they've been in, I'm sure he'll be in with a, a, a good shout. The, the good thing about Barry, what he's done is he's brung a, an experienced head in mm-hmm. who's been about the game down in England, knows the game inside out. So I always like to see 
young coaches get an opportunity and hopefully Barry does get that opportunity after the summer. So he was finally confirmed as the interim manager, is that what they call it? As manager yeah. of Aberdeen until the end of the season. Andy? And I think they've got a bit of ambition this season in so much as they're, they're trying to chase down hearts. I saw them, when was that? A couple of months back at uh, Tynecastle under Jim Goodwin mm. and they lost a 5-0. I thought, woeful mm. performance. And then sure enough, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks later, they lost six yeah. against Hibs and that was in between losing 1-0 to Darville. So obviously that was the end for Jim. So clearly... What do you, th- what do you think happened there? Uh, it was well, Jim's team, you know, it was his honestly, players. Honestly, Paul, I looked at the players and I thought, Hearts is size of a pea. The way they lacked a, a, a bite, a wee bit of competition in the, the game against Darville, especially, why not Why not make it a cup tie? Because yeah. they were. Yeah. Just show your quality, start passing the ball around and compete with them first. You've got the better players, but... Um, I don't know what Barry has done, but he's certainly got a tune out of them and uh, only their recent result when they were 3-0 up against Hearts after, what, half an hour? So they're, they're chasing Hearts down for that third spot. They've got a chance. What was he like to play against, Barry? Barry, Barry, yeah, how was he? He yeah. actually was an apprentice yeah. at, at Rangers. A lot of people ah, don't know that. He tell was us, there was for, he? for yeah. three years, then he went up to Inverness. Do you remember him at Rangers? Yeah, that, yeah. I was really friendly with right. We used to call him Oleg. Remember Why? Oleg Kuznetsov? He, yeah. he looks, if you actually look at him. Right. Um, <laughs> Back then, but he was a he was a good player. It just didn't work out at Rangers for him. He was, he was a year below me, and then he moved up to Inverness, and that's where he he got his career back on track. Did and he clean your boots? No, because I was a I was a second year apprentice. He was a first right. year apprentice. Yeah, um, so we had different jobs, but no, I was pretty close to him. Um, but I've bumped into him a right few times since, mm-hmm. and it's great to see that he's he's getting the opportunity. But he was a good player, Barry Robson. Yeah. For sure. He, you remember? He, he was only at Celtic a short time, but... Too was, short. A lot of Celtic well, fans he, felt it was a mistake that, to, that he to, left to, so early. Yeah, yeah. well, he, he showed his quality. Big games against Rangers mm, where yeah. he, he made his mark early right. on. He scored a pressure penalty. He, I think he scored against Barcelona, yeah. did he not? Uh, he, he had a nasty side to him. Did he? No, yeah. he would leave mm-hmm. a boot in. Aye, <laughs> yeah. That's one thing about him. Um, but it's good, it's good to see guys who... But we say that in a complimentary way. He had a nasty side to him. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oleg Kuznetsov you must have played against him I think I did yeah you did him and Mikhail Lichenko they came and they got the big houses in Bodwell and apparently they were saying just next door to you (laughs) in those days maybe one in his garden maybe in those days but in those days they were apparently they were because they'd come from you know the Dynamo Kiev Dynamo Kiev yeah they came and they saw the house and they said which rooms are ours I mean, they were really looked after. It was really? amazing and because they'd come from behind the Iron Curtain in those days. They'd never seen anything like it. Well, one, yeah. I think it was Kuznetsov who had the serious uh, knee injury so. quite quite quickly after the um, after he arrived. Yep, that was then. Yeah, so that that was Barry yeah. Robson's wow. yeah. name. There you go. Good. We didn't. You find out something new at least Aye, one every bring, few minutes. I'm going to bring yeah. that up next time I see. When we do that uh, Aberdeen Rangers game, I'm going to shout. Hey, Oleg. <laughs> He'll turn round. Yeah. He will turn round. Go radio football. Honestly, would he? Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, he yeah. did a good I'll career. Crops up. Dundee United, Celtic, Aberdeen. He went across to the MLS. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And, pre- uh, and Vancouver played. or something. Yep, that's it. Vancouver Whitecaps. Well Great city. Yeah. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, exactly. With Strachan, wasn't Strachan, it? Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan signed about 15 <laughs> Scottish players. Yeah. The Celtic fans were not happy that he left. because yeah, he, he, he took yeah. Barry Robson, Mick McManus. That's right. Didn't he? He did. Yeah. Um, Scott McDonald, Chris Boyd. Boyd yeah. Wow. 
Kevin Thompson. Mm -hmm. There was quite a few. Sure were. Back to, and can I mention just there when on Aberdeen, you've got to think about this, Liam Fox, he's joined the uh, the backroom team at Aberdeen. So it's funny, isn't it? It's the, the, the swap. Yeah, he has. That came out yesterday. Barry's looking at me askance. No, he is. He's one of the assistants now um, up at Pataudry. It's been a swap shop, isn't it? Jim he, Goodwin's now at Tannadice. Yeah. Liam Fox is... Well, I don't know it? Liam at all. He was always very courteous when we were yeah. doing games for, for Sky and Dundee United were involved. Uh, I'm sure he's just delighted to be back uh, working, back at a good level, mm. and back coaching, and and maybe that'll help him not having the, you know, the the real focus on him about getting results. And obviously, we're now just um, how many days are we from Celtic against Rangers? Yep, it's the league yeah. game, Celtic Park, twelve o'clock kickoff, a week on Saturday. So that's just the now you the mentioned day that the, I know. today in the office. Yeah. I can't believe it's around so so quickly mm. um, let's get this weekend out there okay well, we, we'll talk this weekend what are you thinking Barry any headlines from Rangers so you know a few days ago we saw um, Morelos in the in the Everton top he's not the future for Rangers crucial time we got a hint today from Michael Bale talking about um, Alan McGregor saying he's not finished yet what else for him I wonder what I know the players have had a few days off those not an international duty and it's a it's a crucial two months now for Michael Bale and Rangers yeah, massive um, games coming up. Obviously, the one that you've just mentioned mm -hmm. and, uh, a week on Saturday. And then, obviously, you've got the, the semi-final um, yeah. the Scottish Cup coming up. Four then, weeks. Yeah, at the end of the month. Yeah. But in between that, there's some important games as well. All Michael Beale needs to do is continue to, to win games of football and get to the summer. Um, hopefully, try and retain the Scottish Cup. And then the recruitment drives on. Well, that should bond just now because he knows it's going to be a a big summer for Rangers ahead and building his team around not totally around him but you know Cantwell uh, Raskin as well I think that's why we were all surprised they didn't get uh, game time from the start mm -hmm. in the League Cup final against Celtic we thought Rangers were going to be more mm -hmm. uh, more creative more football minded and go go head to head with Celtic you know Celtic play a lot of good football mm -hmm. but uh, you know Rangers at their best can do the mm -hmm. same but um, didn't start them I'm sure he will he's got it this time round and uh, it might be more of a footballing contest because Celtic Celtic controlled the game almost immediately and that is that is something that will be interesting to see how that develops uh, next week and on Rangers just now Ryan Jackal have taken quite a bit from being a big part of the Scotland squad playing on Saturday and playing well and you feel he'll probably get a new contract or I'm asking do you think he will for I, I think he's been excellent over the last uh, three or four weeks yeah. for, for Rangers He's, a lot of people went on about Raskin and Cantwell and rightly so because they have impressed but Ryan Jack's been a big part of that he's the one that keeps it solid in the middle of the pitch and lets the, the footballers go and do their, do their stuff so the, the, the only issue with Ryan Jack is making sure he continues to be fit week in week out and if Ryan Jack's free injury I still think he's got a big part to play at Rangers I did not understand the booing that he got uh, in the Scotland game I know yeah. that I, I remember being up at Petaudry and Scotland played and you not that you could understand it but you knew some of the Aberdeen fans that were at the game were booing him that was some years ago but booed at Hamden was that all about? disappointing yeah actually the guys were talking about it on the show a few nights ago we couldn't understand mm -hmm. it many people didn't hear it but we wondered if it was maybe but that's disappointing he, he's listen take away club football he's representing his country and you should sure. be there to support whoever's in the Scotland jersey Absolutely, and there was a 
people speculated somebody was on sent a message in saying some of the Aberdeen fans haven't forgiven him for going from Aberdeen I mean he gave his best well, Aberdeen he was brave for them life exactly but it wasn't a West of Scotland thing apart, we don't know for sure mm. but it may not be something from here I don't think it was a Rangers Celtic thing I don't know but it could be that you know what it's like in, a, in Aberdeen there's great rivalry between Aberdeen and Rangers and Aberdeen and Celtic as well you know, if it doesn't come from that part of the world. And that's part of the attraction there, Andy. You know it, going to Aberdeen, yeah. when they're on form, you know you're in a game, there's one city, one team. I always like to see our big city clubs doing really yeah. well. That's why it was such a disappointment when Aberdeen fell into the bottom six uh, last season. This time around, I know they've been know they've been very much up and down. They've had to change their manager, but uh, to see Barry Robson getting a grip of them, getting a tune out of them, and they should always be challenging the likes of Hearts and Hibs and anyone else for that uh, third spot. I can't see anyone getting in among Celtic and Rangers, but Aberdeen absolutely should be aiming for the best of the rest. And on Rangers, Barry, who else? John Souter's beginning to get back to fitness. Yeah, brilliant yes. to yeah. see. Um, for me, John Souter, I, I mean, people keep asking me the question. I, I think it was a no-brainer to take John Souter. Mm -hmm. I know he's had previous with his Achilles two or three series operations but I think John Souter when he's fully fit is a quality player um, and to get him on a free transfer I thought it was a um, I wouldn't even say if it's a, a gamble um, I would have took him no issues um, about that no issue is he has had a, an injury again but now he's back on the pitch and hopefully he can stay clear of the injury Paul because I, I think he's um, I really like John Souter. I think he's a very, very good centre-back. And you feel that he could come good? It could look back at a couple so. of years? I yeah. hope so. Because um, sure. you seen last last year, the Scottish Cup final, oh, I thought yeah. he was the best player on the pitch. Mm -hmm. Yep. His last game at Hearts. Yep, absolutely. I thought he was the best yep. player on he, the pitch. He's absolute quality when he's fit. But he, he is injury-prone and he needs to get rid of that tag for, for everyone at Rangers, the manager, the coaching staff, to, to be able to trust them. The burning topic for Rangers fans is, and you mentioned a player earlier on, Lyndon Dykes, they need a striker for next season. I mean, we're kind of tired of talking about the Ryan Jack thing, but what's going to happen? We will, uh, sorry, Ryan Kent, we haven't mentioned him today, we haven't mentioned VAR really, but it's up front, they need a top-class striker. Well, Cholak will play at the weekend, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. and he's got a decent record and then had a bit of an injury, but I think between now and the end of the season, it looks as though it'll be Cholak. You wouldn't imagine... Morelos coming in for the game next week at Parkhead, would you? No, I, I think... The, scored in the cup final. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it will depend on whoever starts on Saturday at Ibrox against Dundee United. I, I think he'll start yeah. next week against Celtic. And probably Morelos on the bench. Probably. Yeah, but if you're asking me who I think he'll start yeah. on Saturday, I think it'll be Sholak. Yeah, OK. Andy, you'd agree? I think so yeah. too, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, got, uh, he's got his fitness back, a bit more energy. Uh, see how it goes uh, we'll talk Celtic in a moment or two Sir Alex Ferguson was inducted in the Hall of Fame in the Premier League along with uh, Arsene Wenger they're the first managers to ever be inducted into the Hall of Fame y you'd imagine they would be in there Andy oh you can't get anyone better than uh, Sir Alex Ferguson although Wenger pushes him not for the amount of trophies mm. but just for his longevity the fact that he's got 850 odd games in the in the Premier League but he seemed to revolutionise the whole approach that maybe British players didn't have you saw on the uh, we're European friends but the, uh, the the approach that he he had to training to the way you, you live your life away from the ground he seemed to he seemed to turn all that around 
Yeah, I, I was listening to a bit of it and um, it was showing you when they brought Arsene Wenger the, right after a game, I think it was Ian Wright, they interviewed and says about Arsene, Arsene Wenger, he's like, who? He didn't really, he didn't know yeah. anything about him, then he just needs to look at the, the job he'd done, but Andy makes a good point, he made it more professional, the chocolate and beer and all that after a, a game and a, a, a way from home, mm-hmm. bump, that was ditched, and you see the difference. For sure. made. The Invincibles. And yeah, even, yeah. The, even the players that he signed, the likes of Bergkamp and Anelka, Vieira, Petit. Mm-hmm. Absolute quality. But this isn't, you know, Radio Paris, it's uh, Radio Glasgow here. It's <laughs> Go Radio. Can we have a word for Sir Govan himself, Sir Alex? Barry, what well, a he's man. A, he's, yeah. he's the best it's been. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, that's the best thing I could, I could say about mm-hmm. him. And personally, you got on well with him? Yeah, I bumped into him on a number of occasions. Yep. Um, and he was, uh, you can see why people were uh, scared of him. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it that way, because he had a right feisty bit about him. Um, but what a top manager. Look at the job he'd done. He went yeah. down there and mm-hmm. I, was it not right? Am I right in saying that he was about to get sacked? Yes. Have you never what was it? A won cup? the cup. They won the, the cup. Yeah, it was a cup. It was. It was against Forrest and Mark Robbins scored a goal. That's the one. And they won that cup in 1990, mm-hmm. and uh, that just started the mm-hmm. ball rolling. But to to have built so many teams over so many years, and the way he talks about Roy Keane and Cantona and yeah. uh, Neville and all the Ruud van Nistelrooy, sure. all the quality players that he brought mm-hmm. in, um, and I know their top club can afford pretty much anything, but. When you start to come up against the likes of Chelsea, who mm. were spending way beyond what Man United were spending, he rebuilt again and got on top of uh, Jose Mourinho's yeah. team. And look at the amount of young boys he brought through that years uh, over yeah. a period of couple of years. It was uh, Beckham, Beckham, the Scholes. two Neville, Scholes, yeah. But, um, Lee Sharp, Ryan Giggs, all, the, all these sort of guys. Wow. As well, I a, isn't it? I was at a dinner yeah. a few years ago in Glasgow at um, Queen's Park yeah. at Hamden. And uh, Alex Fergus, Sir Alex, was the, the guest of honour. Mm-hmm. And he had time for everyone. All the coaches at Queen's, mm-hmm. some of the young lads that were there. Um, and he just, um, he was asked, uh, you know, what, what would his tip be for anyone, you know, that wanted to be a footballer? Because yeah. a, a lot of young people there. And he said, eh, just practice. And when, you've, when you feel as though you've done eh, enough, do some more. Wow. Did you ever get the hairdryer treatment for him before we go to the break, Barry? Did you ever come up against them? You know, because you were at Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, against, I, yeah. yeah I come up against these sure. uh, a, a few of these teams. Did you ever have a moment with him though? Were you ever no, up? No. At, no, not at all. You didn't. I just stayed out of the way. Andy, did you ever get it? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I got uh, it once. Did I you? got it. Yeah, I did. It was, you would have deserved it though. It, absolutely no. <laughs> he banned us from doing a football game, from doing <laughs> Aberdeen Rangers or Celtic on the Friday, and one of his team were like, "Well, oh, the, the club secretary." Eventually, I said, "Is it the manager?" It's the manager. So I phoned him. Mr Ferguson, Paul can you hear from the radio station? And he, aye, what is it? I said, uh, look, we're doing the game tomorrow, but you don't want us to do it. You're not doing it. I said, well, look, why? I said, look, Mr Ferguson, you're a brilliant football manager. Why are you worrying about Glasgow radio station doing the, the game? Can I come up and see you? Take you for lunch? I don't go for lunch. Can I come up and see you? <laughs> I okay. Can we do the game? Yeah, I'll come up next Friday. Fine. And he was brilliant. I went up, the soup with him. I met some of the, the two directors, um, Mr Anderson. Dick and, Donald. And Dick Donald. And he told me, and he did say to me, I wouldn't have allowed, I wouldn't allow the phone in the way it was there. Anyway, years later, Jim White and I are hosting the thing in Glasgow. He'd just gone from Man United. David Moyes was there, the Manchester yep. United manager. Graham Soonis was there. We're at the table and he goes, 
Paul, did I, did I ever ban you from Pataudry? And I said, yeah, you did. <laughs> but uh, I told them about it beforehand. So they were like, oh, it was famous. He was some man. Yeah, didn't Did you go for lunch grudge. or dinner? Yeah, no. But we had a cup of soup on the Friday. Yeah, went up. Actual and, uh, cup of soup? The um, one that you no, put No, it's soup from the canteen. Oh, right, you know right. the canteen just off the... Well, you know where it is in Pataudry. Yeah. He yeah. was absolutely brilliant. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, as mentioned, at five here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, it's going to be Craig Moore and John Hartson. Good double act, though, and both of them good players in very different ways, Barry. Yep. Um, yeah, Big, Big Oz is one of the, the, the best centre-backs I've played with, and, and Big John Hartson, I mean, he was a he was a right handful. Yep. Big, Big John. I always say, I, I just couldn't believe it. After two or three minutes, every time we played Celtic, I had to stand in front when it was a goal kick, see, I don't know, Rab Douglas taking a goal kick, I had to stop him for winning the ball, like, go on his toes, mm-hmm. and he was, he was absolute sweating after like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. The game had only started. <laughs> he put a lot in his warm-up. <laughs> Must have. Um, but no, he was a, he, he was a top player, Big John. And I know Craig's always in your team of top 11 Rangers players that you played alongside. And for John Hartson, over 100 goals for... And what a career as well, you know. Tremendous. Arsenal, West Ham. Even starting at Wooten when he was uh, just coming on to the scene and obviously going to Arsenal, yeah. In that moment with Al Berkovic, which of course is still still there and not to be recommended. Can I just ask you both about um, at the other end of the table? So we've talked uh, Rangers, we're going to talk Celtic in a moment or two at the bottom because Rangers are playing Dundee United, Barry, and you know they need to start picking up points soon. And you wouldn't expect United, I don't imagine, on Saturday, it's really tough for Jim Goodwin. Yeah, I fear for Dundee United. Mm -hmm. Um, I I said two or three months ago, I I think they'll go down Dundee United. Mm I do, um, and I, I don't think they'll get anything from the, the, the game on Saturday. Um, Jim's got a tough task there to try and keep them in, but I fear for them. Andy? What a blow to lose that uh, penalty, that very yeah. dodgy penalty at home against St Mirren, but I agree with Barry, I don't think they'll get anything at Ibrooks, and I would have them in one of the bottom two places. Mm. I don't know if they'll finish bottom, but... Um, obviously up against it chasing Ross County and Kilmarnock and the other one Kilmarnock Andy looking at them are you worried about them to come maybe well, second bottom or bottom I think everyone's hopeful when you see Kilmarnock at home because their yeah, home record sure. is amongst the, the best they would be comfortably in the top six just on home form alone but the, their away form is relegation material so uh, Hearts need to get uh, you know back on it because they have they've lost a few games of late lost it lost at Motherwell, lost at Aberdeen um, and Kilmarnock is going to be a difficult one but I think Hearts might do it there. And Barry, what about Kelly overall? Are they going to stay I think up? Kelly will take something from Hearts whether right. it's a point or a, a three. Um, Andy just mentioned that their home form's exceptional. Just the away, the away form, I think they've only clocked up two points this season which is which is really really poor but I think they'll take something from the game on in, in Saturday against Hearts I'm really glad I've just found on the record the print edition Barry when's your excellent column in the paper when is it um, your, Friday your Friday and your excellent column is that Friday yeah of course it is yeah <laughs> Fox is all set to join the Don's backroom staff because the two you looked at me and you missed nothing both of you and I'm thinking if yeah. I dreamt this right. it's been quite a 24 hours so okay no Liam Fox set to join Barry Robson's backroom team staff at Aberdeen I didn't doubt you for a second Is that James, why you've been rustling the last five yeah, minutes yeah just in case because <laughs> it's all we've been also taken up by Scotland and we'll get back to it in a moment or two I see you on Sky there um, 
some Scotland chat is on, uh, but Scotland's women as well. And we had the squad today. And Hebs against Motherwell. We'll talk about those games in a minute. Andy, just looking at Celtic then, what are your thoughts now? It's about who's going to be fit, I would imagine, for Sunday uh, against Ross County. Yeah, obviously coming back from an international break and some people doing a hell of a lot of travelling. So uh, see how they are. But... Um, you know, I, I imagine Celtic will win against Ross County and it's just a matter of just keeping it going, keeping it ticking over until the big one next week where sadly it will all be uh, Celtic supporters. Great pity that there's no sizable away support, but um, they'll want to be in good form uh, to take on Rangers and, and try and extend that lead at the top of the table. And yet, as you know, it was last season, I know it seems a long time ago, but that was the Anthony Rawson game, wasn't it? When he scored in 90... Oh, you don't take anything uh, for granted up yeah. at Ross County. They're fighting for their lives. Every point would be a prisoner for them. And uh, Malky Mackay knows how to put a decent team together. And this one will be a defensive sort of um, uh, display from them. But uh, they struggle to score goals. And it would be it would be a massive upset if uh, Ross County were to get all three points on Sunday. Barry, I see Ange Postacoglu in his first interview since this international break has been speaking to Celtic TV and he's saying, I'm definitely a different type of leader today than when I started 26 years ago. The world has changed and we have to evolve. Uh, you have to motivate the entire team. And he says, authenticity, just being yourself is important for, for a group. Did you find that as the leader at Rangers on the pitch, you had to be authentic they had to get to know the real Barry Ferguson. Yeah, because yeah, you've got different nationalities, you've got different yeah. type of characters. Mm. Uh, some guys you could have a, a pop at and they would react mm. in a certain manner. Other guys, if you had a pop at, you would, you would lose them mm. um, during the game. So I totally get that's the way football's going um, nowadays. I've got yeah. to say, Barry, I, I liked criticism. Oh, so did I. I, I liked it. Uh, Tommy McLean would criticise me all the time at Motherwell. And I used to get annoyed and angry about it, but I can remember driving home and thinking, nah, he's right, he's right again. Yeah, but then you wanted to go and prove him yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then you would go to Celtic and you would be, Roy Aitken would, he would bark at you, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be shouting at you for for no reason. He would be shouting at you because he, he wanted a bit more. And Billy McNeil would be critical, maybe with a more, you know, a more uh, eagle eye just on a on a, a, a small point that would make you a better player. But I think criticism from people that you really respect can be can be a good thing. You get criticised by a million fans yeah. and honestly, you just uh, you ignore it completely and that's fine. But people that you respect that would uh, help you be a better player, you take that on board. Because everyone's an expert, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, of course. Are. I used to run radio stations and people thought that... <laughs> no, but everyone thinks they, they know to do the programming better, do the marketing better. I know it, but actually... I used to use criticism, uh, criticism in a positive way. Yeah. Even like, listen, I don't care what any ex-footballer mm. or footballer says, you always see what's read and written about you or said about you. Yeah. And then I would I would read it and then if somebody was giving me a bit, I'd be like, right, do you know what? When's the next game? I need to go out there and, and, um, and show them how good I can be. So that's what I used to do. He says that it's like other businesses, but the difference is everyone can scrutinise your homework every week at least once twice a week with the games and it's true you know everyone sees how you're doing whereas in companies it's a bit different final point Ange Postacoglu said you need to manage people and understand them have an affinity and empathy for each individual and sort of get everyone heading in the same direction 
and that's the mark of the Ange Postacoglu team they're all facing the same way Yep and it helps when you're playing good football it helps when you give a big number of players because they've got a big squad but he seems to give it a big number of players a lot of game time I think the the rule about having five substitutes helps I mean that last Hibs game I think I can remember Turnbull Haksabanovic yeah. oh the South Korean striker eh, Abada and eh, uh, someone else coming on I mean five quality players and they all got a, a decent amount of time so Celtic you think he'll win I think weekend? Celtic will win by win. a couple of goals yeah. and the day before Rangers I think Rangers will win yeah. by a couple of goals yeah. ok Barry we'll talk to you on Friday about who, what you no think is going to happen there we're going to finish with Scotland aren't we everyone's feeling great today here's Stevie Clark um, about that great win 2-0 last night um, is it his best result I've never had time to think about it to be honest though Still digesting what happened on the pitch. I'll go away, I'll have a couple of quiet days and and then and then decide which my best one is. I'll probably put it in my book at the, the end of my career. So you won't you won't be getting that one off me. And Andy, a wee bit of humour again from the Ayrshire man. Yeah, he's top man just now, and I think everyone trusts him. Uh, more importantly, I think all the players trust him. That's the main thing. Uh Callum McGregor, one of the but they were all outstanding. Um he said what a special win, what a special night it was for Scotland. It's great to come here and, and for us to beat them at home, you know, pretty comfortably in the end was was something really special. You know, the way that we played, the way we managed the game properly and the quality that we showed on the counter attack as well. So, you know, overall a brilliant night. Brian Christie. They're a quality side, but I still think we came into the game with a, a lot of confidence. Um, you know, that comes from you know, the, the amount of time the squad's been together and, and what we've done together and what we've achieved. So, he said we've had some big nights here at hand, and that's, that's probably one of the biggest so far. Barry, we went into this, what, just over a week ago? We got ready for it all. Would we have believed Scotland two games, six points, Spain on three, and Norway? Georgia yesterday, that was the 1 1 was significant for us. Yeah, a fantastic double header. Um, a half decent performance on yeah. Saturday, but for me, fantastic last night. Um, every single player that went on that pitch done themselves proud and done the, the nation proud. Thanks very much, Andy. Pleasure. We'll hear you, you and see you on, on Sunday. Enjoy the game. Thanks very much, Barry. Back on Friday. Cheers. Thanks so much. Zoe Kelly is up next after the news at seven. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.